This is Hacker Public Radio episode 3166 for Monday the 21st of September 2020. Today's show is entitled, Using Ansible to Mirror a Git Repo. It is hosted by Klaatu, and is about 26 minutes long, and carries a clean flag. The summary is, Klaatu uses Ansible to mirror a Git repo on two separate Git hosts. This episode of HPR is brought to you by Archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to Archive.org forward slash donate. Hey everyone, this is Klaatu. You're listening to Hacker Public Radio. This is going to be another episode about Ansible, because why not? Um, I did an episode a couple of days, weeks, I don't know when things are getting posted, uh, some time ago, and it was an intro to Ansible episode. Hopefully it was useful to some people. And I figured, you know what might be interesting is to do a little bit of a demonstration of exactly sort of getting around the the thing that I was talking about in that intro, which was, well, what do you do with the thing once you know that the thing exists? I think it's a classic problem with so many different pieces of tech, whether it's hardware like the Arduino or the Raspberry Pi, or a programming language like, you know, anything from Python to Java to C++, who, who knows, whatever it might be. Even the applications, they're really cool, and you're excited to have access to them, and yet you kind of grind to a halt when you sort of come down off of the excitement and realize you don't know exactly what you're going to do with this thing that you've discovered. Well, if that's where you are right now about Ansible, then this might be a, an interesting demonstration of some of the, the the things that you could use Ansible for. And again, I think that veil between Ansible and, for instance, shell scripts, it's pretty thin sometimes. A lot of times you're going to look at one thing and think, why would I use Ansible for this task? Why wouldn't I just use a shell script? Or why wouldn't I just program this in Python and be done with it? And that's a perfectly valid question. That That's something that you will be able to ask of what I'm about to do, and, and it will be a valid a valid question. The, the thing to remember here is that uh, sometimes you just have to, you have to pick a tool. We can postulate, postulate the right word? Is that even a word? We can, we can consider, we, we can invent all kinds of different ways to do any given task, but at, at some point you just have to sit down and do the task. And so Ansible is the tool that I chose to to use for this particular task. What's the task? Well, here's the thing. So sometimes there is a repository of some code that I find particularly useful, and it's hosted one place. And I want to fork that code and host it somewhere else. But I want to keep that thing updated. I don't want to fork it once and then lose all of the future commits, which really is kind of what happens when you fork a project. That's kind of the big downside of forking a project. But that is kind of the model that, for instance, GitHub and GitLab promote. That's kind of the way that you do things. You you fork a repository. And once it's forked, you don't get those automatic updates anymore because you forked it. You've made a copy of the project and you've walked away with it. So I wanted the ability to fork something, but to continue to get the commits so that I, I was really mirroring 
a Git repository. And I, I wanted to do this for a, a couple of different reasons. Number one, just because sometimes I can't be bothered to log into one hosting provider versus another. Don't want to go to GitHub today. I want to just stay on GitLab, whatever. Um, the other reason is, quite frankly, that there's... There's a, there is a precedence having been set now. There, there's, it is a real life thing that sometimes something that was open source two weeks ago stops being open source now. And people can, it doesn't happen often, but they can actually just remove a repository. And then you're scrambling around thinking, oh my gosh, who's got the latest fork of that project? Because I just thought that project was going to be there forever, and now it's deleted, it's gone. That's problematic, I don't love that, but I mean, that's kind of the way things work, right? I mean, you start a project, you get to delete it when you want to. So I wanted to be able to ensure that for certain open source projects, I was able to mirror it with with minimal delay uh, in in the, you know, when they commit versus when I pull their changes. I want sort of the most up-to-date thing of that project. And it, it doesn't, it's not that important for that many projects for me, but there are a couple that I just feel like, I really want my own copy of that. But obviously I want to continue to benefit from community um, efforts, which means that I can't just clone a project and, forget about it. I need to clone and then continually do a git pull. Or not continually. I regularly do a git pull every, I don't know, two days or so, or, or, or every day, or, or whatever you're, you know, whatever you feel comfortable with. I had a couple of different shell scripts written for this, and I couldn't decide off the top of my head whether I was going to just make a shell script to look at a whole folder and, and identify all Git repositories in that folder and then go into each Git repository and do it, just, you know, do it, do a Git pull, do a Git pull, and so on. I couldn't decide if that's how I wanted to do it or whether I wanted to make some kind of Git hook somewhere that would do some kind of automated thing and then go through and trigger all those hooks. I just couldn't quite decide how I wanted to go about this. And ultimately, I just decided that something quite abstract like Ansible to to manage that for me could be a, a good way to do it. So here was my logic the first time around. And this is the simpler the simpler method of the two that I'll kind of present, although the second one I'm going to leave mostly to you to explore because it is, it's online. So the... Um, the, the first step was a, a new playbook, and of course, again, as I said in my intro episode, you should make yourself a project directory, because then you can put other files in that project directory and refer to it from your Ansible playbook and, and kind of construct a, mo- a more modular um, program. So the first playbook that we'll create we'll just call uh, site.yaml, and that'll be in my um, my git mirror directory, for instance. And we'll do a dash 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 for the first line, because yaml lint will complain if you don't, and then return space dash name colon mirror a git repo with Ansible. So in this case, I'm, I'm naming, I think in my intro, you'll recall, I, I start with task host, uh, hosts tasks name. And in this case, I'm 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 naming the project itself, which is mirror a git repo with Ansible. Next item within this list, within this name list, is hosts. And I'll do localhost here. Uh, again, because it is this is a script that I just run locally. I don't do this to a bunch of different hosts on my network. This is something that I although you could, you would hosts, you know, git uh, git machines or, or or git boxes or whatever, you know, and, and and have it execute on lots of different lots of different places, uh, but I'm not doing that. The next item 
would normally be tasks, but I'm not going to do that yet. I'm going to I'm going to going to insert a, a new thing here, and this is vars v a r s. So I'm going to create a variable. Um, not not necessarily because it's something that I have to do, but it's a good thing to demonstrate. Remember in my intro episode, I used a built-in variable from Ansible, from, from the gather facts step of Ansible, and it, that was um, Ansible underscore package underscore manager. But I could create my own as well, and then use it later in my script. So I'll do that now. vars colon, and then the next lines, and then I'll space enough to be under my vars element, and that'll be git underscore dir colon, and then slash, I don't know, path slash to slash my git repo, what, what, whatever the path I would want to have serve as my my mirrored git repository location. That might be slash temp, it might be slash opt, it might be dollar sign home something, you know, tilde slash my git mirrors, whatever you want it to be. And then the task. So this is going to be the actual tasks list. So tasks colon. So this is all within that same block, right? So we've only indented twice for hosts, twice for vars, twice for, no, four times for git dirs, because that's the name of my var, twice for tasks. And now we're going to do the same thing, two, two, two spaces, and then dash space name colon clone the git repository. So this is the actual task of, of this playbook. Under that, we're going to invoke the module called git, G-I-T, colon. So this is my module, the git module. Again, you can find all of the Ansible modules on docs.ansible.com. Go to the module index. And for this one, you might want to just look at all all modules, but you'll you'll find it listed there and that will tell you what you can do with that particular module. And more importantly, I guess, what the syntax would be for that module. So I'm going to look at it right now. Oh, there's a lot of things that start, or that contain GIT, but not starting with GIT. Okay, how about if we look for a space GIT? That's better. Okay, here we go. So there's Git, there's some GitHub modules, there's some GitLab modules. So in theory, we could make this process even smoother than what I'm about to do. I'm just using raw Git, and this is um, this is compatible with Git 1.7.1 and above. So that's something to keep in mind. It looks like Git you can um, you can get things from you you can clone things with git. Doesn't look like you can push, though. There's no push command here. So that's something that, that we might have to work around. So already we're getting a lot of, lot of information just by kind of scanning over the the module uh, documentation, and that's useful. It looks like the only thing that's required is a destination, which is the path of where the repository should be checked out. The parameter is required unless clone is set to no, and cl- uh, repo is also required, which is the git ssh https protocol address of the git repository. So it sounds like we need to give this git module a repo, which is the online location of our of, of the git repository that we want to clone. We need to give it the a destination directory, which, as you may have guessed, is going to be the value of that variable that we created, whether to clone the thing or not, and then it looks to me like 
there's also the option to update, either yes or no. If no, do not retrieve new revisions from the origin repository. Operations like archive will work on the existing old repository and might not respond to changes to the option ver the options version or remote. Okay, so in other words, we can tell it to, to update if the thing already exists, and that would be useful. In fact, that would be key. That's, that's exactly what we want. So th that's four parameters that we're going to pass it, two of which are required, and then two, I think, well, one is just kind of the explicit, yes, do clone, and then the, the, the final one is the, the very explicit and very key, yes, do update. So git is our module, and then we will indent twice to be within my task, twice to be within my name, twice to be under git. Repo colon, and then the path to the online location. So in this case, we haven't we haven't forked it or anything like that on, on, in this case, GitHub. So we would just pass the normal kind of HTML access, you know, HTTPS colon slash slash GitHub dot com slash example slash example dot Git. And then again, eight spaces to get, to get lined up with repo. We'll do dest, D-E-S-T colon. And then we can invoke the Git, ver the variable. And that's curly brace, curly brace, space, Git underscore dir space curly brace curly brace and that just invokes whatever variable i've created in my in my playbook and and puts it into into the the um argument for dest next line same indents is clone colon yes next line same indent update colon yes that block of configuration looks online to some key repository that I want to mirror, and it either clones it if it doesn't exist, or updates it if it does exist. There you go. That's all you need to do. Uh, is there advantage there to... Well, that's not all you need to do, but that's that's the process for, for that s step, for that side of the equation. Um, is there any advantages here to using Ansible over a shell script? Arguably, maybe, because the shell script that you might use would not you know the, the the different commands to clone a repository and pull a repository those are two different things and so you would have to you'd have to work differently on those two things um also i i'm trying to think of a way on a shell script to to sort of do all of this without losing track of where of your current directory and you certainly could with push d and pop d i think that'd probably be the easiest way to do it that i can think of you know you would so you would loop through to each directory and when you found a directory you'd push d to it do the git clone or and or the git pull whichever one applies and then you'd pop d back out of it or something like that actually you you, you wouldn't be able to descend into the directory yet because it might not exist yet. Uh, so if it doesn't exist, then you would clone it, and then if it does exist, you would change into it and then pull. So the logic is similar. It's not exactly the same. Is that an advantage to using Ansible? I don't know if it's an advantage, but it's, it's just it, there's a difference. Um, and certainly, you know, Ansible doesn't quite... It isn't a script it's not a it's not a recipe it's not a it's not something that you you write as a command so we would not then use ansible on a one-off sort of like oh i feel like mirroring a git repository right now so i'll just fire that command up it's not going to happen that way if we want to add a repository to ansible we'll have we would have to go in and create a new task 
or, or rather na- a new named task, you know, within the task list, we'd have to create a new dash space name colon and, and add our repository to that. And, and that get, that get variable would, we'd have to break that out because now we're using the same, using the same, uh, name directory. So we would have to change that. So for many, many repositories, this would have to change. And in fact, it will change, um, in a little bit. You'll, you'll, I'll, I'll provide a, a link to a repository that is able to um, to break that out a little bit. Okay, so now what we want to do is delve into our git configuration of the thing that we've just cloned, or, well, yeah, the thing that we've just cloned, and we want to update the the potential remote location of that repository, because right now, that git repository that we've cloned it still sees its remote as wherever we've cloned it from. That's just the nature, that's how Git works. We want to change that. So what we would do then is make a new task. So that's dash space name colon. And we could name this task add alternate remote. And then indent four times to be in within that task, or, or however many times it would be. Is it four or six? Uh, no, that's f- uh, one, two, three, four. Four. Um, four times, and ini underscore file colon dest equals curly bracket curly bracket space git underscore dir space curly bracket curly bracket. So we're using that git variable again to find our our um our target, our local clone of of the place uh, of the repository slash dot git. We know that if it's a git repository, it's got to have a dot git uh, folder, and then slash config. And once again. We know that config is there because it's a Git repository. Now, this is a module. The INI file is a module of Ansible, and it can process, it can parse and alter INI-style configuration files, which is what Git config is. So to zero in on a specific section, the parameter is section equals, and then in this case, it's remote mirrored, and the option equals URL, and the value that we want to set it to is instead of, for instance, https colon slash slash github.com slash example slash example dot git, it'll be something like, for instance, git at gitlab.com colon example slash example dot git. So we're zeroing in on a section of our INI file, we're looking at the option called URL, and we're changing that URL to GitLab. And then for the next line, for indents, tags, colon configuration. Not necessary, just kind of nice to have. Okay, so again, thinking about Ansible versus, for instance, a shell script, the logic here is different, right? With a shell script, and certainly, well, with a shell script, you would do it the way that you would most certainly do it, interact interactively through the, through your, through your shell. You would do a git remote dash v maybe to look at what you're working with and then you do a git um remote you know a chain you'd probably add i mean i I did a whole episode on this actually where you would do it just with within you could do it within git as as a git uh not a git hook exactly but it's just a git configuration and you could add a separate remote to your to your remote list and then push to both remotes at the same time so you could do that and if you were going to shell script it out that's probably in your head that's what you would do you would issue those commands but this is ansible and it's you're not just you're not just playing back what you would normally do interactively in a scripted form you're you're sort of you're configuring the state 
of this thing, and the state that you want to leave your Git repository in is with a different remote. And interestingly, the way to do that through the Ansible modules is not to use the Git module, because if you look at the Git module documentation, you'll you'll find no particular way to do that. There's no remote, as far as I can tell, uh, there's no remote changing ability. There's a remote, there's a way to get the name of the remote, but I don't see any way to change the remote. So we're doing it a little bit of a brute force method here, um, but that's fine because uh, we're able to do that. Okay, so uh, we've we changed the remote, and then finally the last the last thing would be to then push to that remote. And of course, all of these steps are going to be decided upon by Ansible whether you know which which step is absolutely necessary and which is is not necessary, and so on. So, for instance, you can do you can do that git clone initially, and rest assured that it's not going to like try to reclone everything the second time around. It's just going to pull. It'll do a git pull because those are the again we're targeting a state, and Ansible knows hey it's already been cloned. I'm not going to do that again. Oh, it hasn't been updated lately though, so I'll do that instead. And likewise, when it gets to that second task of adding a different remote, if Ansible sees that that remote has already been updated, it will skip that won't change anything because the state is already it, it, the, the repository is already in the desired state so our final task dash space name colon push the repository to my alternate remote this one's a little bit funny because there's really no way as far as i could tell through pure git now i didn't look at the gitlab modules i don't know that the gitlab modules no i'm sure they were, must have been there when i first did this script Either way, I didn't look at them, um, and maybe I didn't want to do that because I didn't want to lock it into GitLab. That that could be. That That's actually probably what it was. Um, but I'm using GitLab as an obvious alternative to GitHub. It's kind of the, the sort of an obvious one. You could, with with this method, you could use any any Git server, really. It doesn't have to be GitLab because you're you're naming it yourself as a remote. So it can be your own Git, it can be your own Git server, it could be anything. Okay, so um, indent four times to get under that that name task, and then I'm using the shell module to, you guessed it, pass a, a, a command to the shell. And the cool thing about this is that you can still use your Ansible variables. So we can do shell colon uh, space, and then git space dash dash verbose if you want, uh, space dash dash git dash dir equals curly brace curly brace space git underscore dir curly brace curly brace so we're setting this is um, a very cool option with with more recent versions of git than say i don't know 1.6 i think 1.4 something like that you can actually set hey this is where the git dir actually is located that you need to 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 use um and so in this case we're saying okay well we're setting it to git underscore dir slash dot git and then space push space mirrored space head and mirrored in this case is the branch name that i used uh it wouldn't necessarily be the the name that you would use it would just i i do push origin head push mirrored head whatever so basically the push command that you would use if you were to push this thing manually to um to a git repository that's it those are the three tasks required to clone or update a repository that exists on a server that you don't want to deal with alter the remote location and then push any changes that have just been made to that repository this has been working really well for me but someone uh developed a variation of that method and posted it to github 
interestingly enough. Uh, and you can check that out if you want, because it's, it's actually a really good demonstration of modular Ansible. And that is located at github.com slash Dwayne, D-W-A-Y-N-E dash Lee, L-E-E, slash mirrored underscore repos. I'll include that link in the show notes, I imagine. Uh, feel free to check it out. I think it is, it's worth a read if, if nothing else. And by read, I just mean there's, there's two. The README is, um, somewhat useful because it tells you how to, to actually utilize this. But there are two YAML files that you'll want to look at. One is called tasks.yaml, which you don't need to deal with. I mean, you need to have it, but you don't need to change it. Uh, and then the other one is called mirror underscore repos.yaml, which is the one that lists all of the repositories that you want to, to, to use, to, to, um, f- to, to process. And you define that in a, um, in, in a, in a, a task all of its own. Um, you, you create, you set up some variables, which then gets used by this other, this other playbook as it loops through all of these different tasks. So it's kind of, it's kind of a nice way to see how, um, uh, uh, to see a more modular approach than the, the sort of, the one that I did, which assumed, I guess at the time I was kind of assuming that there would be, well, certainly a smaller number of repos than probably, I, I probably should have known that, um, doing it just for, you know, thinking, oh, I'll just do this for one or two repositories. That's not realistic. It's never going to happen. You're always going to find more stuff to, to mirror out there on the internet, especially if you're inclined to that sort of thing, which I'm, t- I'm not, actually. I'm not, I don't need to, I don't feel the need to clone the entire internet or anything like that, but there is a lot of good open source code out there, and some of it, you know, I just, I really hate for it to, to disappear without a backup. So it's kind of like, I don't know, it's kind of nice to be able to have a, a copy of. So there you go. That's an Ansible uh, use case to essentially, yeah, backup Git repositories off of platforms that you don't necessarily own and push it to another platform that you don't necessarily own. Uh, that's silly. But, I mean, like I say, GitHub versus GitLab doesn't really matter. GitLab, obviously, you can actually own. It's open source. You can download your own instance and run it yourself. Um, but it's also overkill. I mean, if, if you just want to pull something down from GitHub and or GitLab and or any other platform, you can do that and then just mirror it to some other place. Like, it doesn't have to be any place way out there in the internet on the cloud. It can be a Raspberry Pi uh, hooked up, you know, lying in the corner somewhere of your own house or apartment. It just do- it doesn't matter. So hopefully that was informative, maybe gave you some ideas on, on how to use Ansible or how to use Git. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you next time. <laughs>